This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal Friday. Looking forward to it myself. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up this weekend. These next few weekends are some of my favorite, Mo. When we get NFL football on Saturday and Sunday, it, it just... It's a lot of fun, plenty to, to just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy a weekend of football. And it gets, again, it gets started tomorrow at 3.30 with Kansas City. Uh, and, and then, obviously, Sunday we get the Titans. And then Monday night is the national championship for college football, which is always a blast. And for the... Sixth time in eight years, I believe, the Alabama Crimson Tide will be taking part in the championship game. This time, they will once again take on the Georgia Bulldogs, a rematch from a couple of years ago and a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, always fun. But to talk about that, Looking forward to it as John Bryce of footballscoop.com joins us here. And John, welcome in. Glad to have you. Glad to join you gentlemen here on the eve of the weekend and hope you both had a happy new year. It did. did. It was very nice. It was very quiet, John. I hope yours was the same. Hey, um, obviously, as Chris was saying, we've got this national championship game on Monday and you know, to some degree, you feel like you've seen this already. Um, at the same time, despite the outcome when they played in Atlanta a few weeks ago, the team that lost that game is picked to win this game. Can you explain that to me? Make me understand how that is. Yeah, that's definitely um, a very interesting element that Georgia is a slight favorite in this game. Um, I think that they probably has to do with um, the old sports conventional wisdom that it's hard to beat a team twice. And um, I think it also has to do with the fact that um, it, it's a long season and, and Georgia was sort of due for a hiccup, but it had been at least, especially on the defensive side of the ball, really the, bo- the most superior power conference team in the land, and then I think it has to do with respect for opponents played in the semifinals, and there's much more respect, I, I think, for uh, what Cincinnati did, uh, uh, for mi- what Michigan did going through the Big Ten gauntlet than what Cincinnati was able to accomplish um, earning its way as the first ever group of five. So I think um, Georgia overpowered and dominated Michigan. I think that in a lot of ways, Alabama. Um, really sort of just systematically picked apart Cincinnati, almost like an inter-squad scrimmage. And uh, I think all of those are factors. Chris would also tell you that John Mitchie not being available for Alabama makes a difference. Um, that's probably – I think that's probably right. Um, I think the absence of Mitchie is significant. 
that said, what are your thoughts? Um, I like Alabama in the game, um, and, and here's why. Um, I boil it down when it gets to this stage a lot to uh, obviously the coaching test, but then to individual players. And in my opinion, um, you have the single most impactful individual player on the Alabama roster and Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young. And um, I said it going into the SEC championship game and some different platforms that we hadn't seen what would happen to Georgia if Stetson Bennett had to go win a game to the Bulldogs. And certainly um, that was the day where, yes, Georgia jumped to a 10-0 lead, but Alabama very quickly answered and, and soon had Georgia back on its heels. And we didn't see Stetson Bennett answer. And um, so I like the Alabama individual components. I like the the coaching and the mental edge. There's a lot to be said for the expectation of being there and the expectation to win. And I think both of those um, favor Alabama. So um, I like, I think it will be a lower scoring matchup than the last time in all likelihood. Um, and I think it's, it ends up being probably a four to six point game. But uh, I still, my, my pick is, is Alabama on Monday night. John, you know, the strength of this Georgia defense is obviously its run defense. They are just incredibly good at stopping the run. With the, you know, with the fact that John Mechie is out, is is Alabama ready? Are they prepared to lean on Brian Robinson more on Monday night, or are they just going to try to run what run when they can and beat this team with Bryce Young? Yeah, you know, I think this is one of the great traits of Nick Saban through the years is, is that he has evolved, and his only stubbornness is the stubbornness to win, and he doesn't care in what manner he does it. Um, if he has a suffocating defense and can win a game 20-17, to 17, he will do so. If he needs to um, open the gates and, and let the offense roar its engine and, and win a game, 45 to 42 we've seen him do that as well in, in some of the shootouts with with Ole Miss or Auburn through the years so um, I think Alabama is prepared and, and built again to take what is given it and right now the, the strength of this Alabama offense even without Netchy in my opinion is still the throw game Jameson Williams is super good Bryce Williams is mobile and makes some incredible throws on the run that I think favor him and so, um, you know, I think Robinson can carry the load, but Georgia's, I mean, excuse me, Alabama's not going to be stubborn against the Georgia defense. And if Georgia um, still stacks its box to force Alabama into the throw game and to completely take away the run as much as possible, then that's how Alabama will go attack Georgia. Now, you can bet they'll have some wrinkles in the run game to try and get Robinson more involved and to also absolutely take pressure off of Bryce Young. But again, I think the um, the Alabama offense still has nice weapons. Robinson catches it fairly well out of the backfield. I really like um, Jaleel Billingsley at the tight end spot and um, think he could absolutely be an X factor in this game, especially with all the talk focusing on Brock Bowers, the Georgia tight end, who is really good. But um, with Mechie out, I think that that could open the door for Billingsley to have a greater role for Alabama. It's interesting you say that because, I mean, 
in the SC Championship game, Georgia never once got to Bryce Young, and that's that's got to be the key. I mean, if they even if they can stop the run, it doesn't matter if Bryce Young can sit back there and torch you for four twenty one again. Well, and and another key key element to that is okay if they get to Bryce Young, what are they sacrificing <laughs> to get to Bryce Young? And and, and yep. Georgia's defensive uh, unit this year has been good overall, but it's been fabulous great against the run, but it has not been fabulous great against the pass. And so um, if they're committing with some corner blitzes or some different packages to try and get pressure on Young, what is that? What are they leaving open then? Does that mean um, Brian Robinson might have more action in a draw game when Alabama can see that blitz coming and they do a slip draw to Brian Robinson, does that mean if they're trying to bring some guys off the edge that Alabama can incorporate some even more RPO elements? and um, Or if they're trying to bring more up the middle, what does that do again for Billingsley to become a greater component of the pass game? So um, if Georgia cannot get pressure standard uh, on Bryce Young and play man, and hold up in coverage like that, then I still think it's going to be ultimately uh, a long night for the Bulldogs. Speaking with John Bryce from footballscoop.com here. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, Alabama's defense, (laughs) led by Will Anderson and Henry Toto. (laughs) Sorry. Had to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got a got a little choked up there. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> this is this is an Alabama defense that you know Stetson Bennett is going to have his work cut out for him. And what what do you expect out of the the young quarterback? Um, you know, again, it's going to be probably more pressure on him than than anybody in the game whether that's fair or not, other than maybe Kirby Smart. He's obviously not in the game, so to speak. But I just think that, um, you know, Alabama had a great game plan the first time around. We still haven't seen Stetson Bennett win a game where Georgia isn't dictating every element of it and especially dictating things on the line of scrimmage. I had a college coach tell me this week that um, he had thoughts that the matchup was bad for Michigan going into that playoff game because I thought that, that Michigan had a chance if it got out early against Georgia. I thought it had a chance um, to take it into the fourth quarter with a chance to win. And he said, no, John, I really believe what Michigan did really well were also what Georgia did even better uh, in terms of Georgia's ability to stop the run and their athleticism and speed on defense would negate what um, Michigan was able to do offensively. And then Michigan, from a defensive standpoint, um, its strength we're certainly Aiden Hutchinson and getting the pressure on the quarterback, but he felt like Georgia was constructed with a line to get around that and, and with an offense that could exploit that, which is what we saw happen. So, um, again, I think there's tremendous pressure on Stetson Bennett in this game, and I don't think that, that Georgia can get the type of lead that it had against Michigan to where there's not pressure on Stetson Bennett in this game. John, these two matched up in the national championship game um, a few years back, obviously. Um, that was the game where I guess it was Jalen Hurts' last game for Alabama, basically. Um, 
would you see a scenario where Kirby Smart could, if Stetson Bennett is not performing, pull a Nick Saban and go to, say, JT Daniels or something like that in midstream? Well, I mean, look, you only get to this point ever so often, so I think every option is on the table uh, for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they certainly prefer and believe their best chance to win the game is sticking with Stetson Bennett through four quarters, but if but if Stetson Bennett um, is shaky or Stetson Bennett has a couple of costly turnovers and, and looks like the stage is overwhelming him, then I think you'll see Kirby Smart you know, potentially go to JT Daniels or, or certainly make other adjustments as necessary. It's, it's the last game of the year. You don't worry about anybody's feelings when it gets to the last game of the year. You throw everything you have on the field and do whatever it takes to try to win a game, especially when you've um, had four, a 40-year drought without a national championship and especially when you were on the cusp of ending it four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, and then you saw that game evaporate before your eyes. So, um, again, there's tremendous, tremendous pressure on Kirby Smart in this game, and there's tremendous pressure on Stetson Bennett in this game. And, and in my opinion, how those two handle it will dictate a lot about Monday night. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Last game of the year, Brent. Can't hold anything back now. Uh, <laughs> couldn't help it. As soon as you said it, John, all I could think was, <laughs> was Dan Fouts and the water boy. Ah, uh, man. That being said, as far as sets at Bennett and, J- and JT Daniels are concerned, you know, they've got a lot of weapons on the outside. Now that George Pickens is back, Jermaine Burton, mm-hmm. Lad McConkey, they've got some really good options. And you mentioned Brock Bowers earlier. Uh, I mean, if this has, if they have to get into a scoring match, they've got the, they've got the guys on the outside who can do it. So looking forward to that matchup as well, John, we got about a minute and a half left. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a, another great matchup. And, and look, we've seen a little bit more life out of the Georgia offense late, um, especially last week. They did some things. Um, and these two coaches, I made this point on an appearance with the show earlier in the week. Um, the reason we're kind of at this point are not only the talent of Alabama and Georgia on the field, but the resources that they have, the coaching staff that they have, not just the head coaches, um, but they have some of the deepest personnel and analytical staff and recruiting staff of anywhere in college football. And I think it shows, and I think that's why you've seen really Alabama and Georgia be two of the very top teams in college football all throughout this season. John Bryce of footballscoop.com. John, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. We always appreciate it. Great insight there. And I'm looking forward to Monday night as I'm sure you are. Yes, sir. I enjoy it, fellas. I appreciate the visit. Hope you have a great weekend. Yes, sir. You too. All right. When we come back, we're going to continue talking about the college football playoff national championship game and Mo, Chris, JP, final pick of the year. Should be fun. Stick around as we will come back to the Lee Company studio right after this 